This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. Special guest, Matt Shea. Matt Shea was and is still an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom, affiliated with attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. He retired 12-year state representative, former House Republican Caucus chair. He is currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. Matt, welcome back to the Warning Radio program. Yeah, it's great to be back on with you, Dr. Hansen. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, things are really exploding all over the world. Ukraine, Russia, what do you think about this? Well, clearly we're in a time uh, where there are wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> so yes. we need to keep focused, obviously, on the Lord through this. But that doesn't mean we're ignorant of what's going on internationally. And there's a lot of disinformation that is out there right now trying to confuse Christians. It's important that we get the truth, but that we also are not ignorant of the fact I'm going to make a couple bold statements right now that Russia, China, Iran, and the Muslim Brotherhood, which is in the safe haven of the country Turkey right now, have all declared war against the United States of America and are operating in a fourth generation warfare mode against the United States currently. And to pretend that this is not happening is folly. And candidly, some of the comments I'm seeing from both sides, people that you and I might trust, Tucker Carlson, all the way over to the other side on the left, are very naive and in some cases candidly asinine in what the threat is against the United States of America right now. Okay, why Um, don't you name those countries again? Absolutely. Russia, China, Iran, and the Muslim Brotherhood, which is currently under the protection of the country Turkey under the administration of Recep Erdogan. All right. We, we discussed the Muslim Brotherhood quite a bit when uh, Barack Hussein Obama was in office. Yeah. So go ahead, Matt. Break it down. First of all, fourth-generation warfare. Twenty years ago, there were two very key speeches in China. One was General Chi Watian and his secret speech, the transcript of which was smuggled out to us by a patriot – And we read this speech, and it outlines how China is going to attack the United States and how they should formulate their strategy militarily to defeat the United States. The very first thing that of note is General Chi uses the word, the German word in German, during his speech, Lebensraum, which means living room. This is the word that Hitler used as a justification for the expansion of Germany just prior to World War II. In addition to that, General Chi outlined that the United States should be attacked first with a biological weapon. And the reason for this was that the Chinese goal was to depopulate the United States by 200 million people so that they still had the infrastructure intact in the United States, but the Chinese people could move in and replace citizens in America. This is a stated goal of the Communist Chinese Party. And To say that that's not true is just, I mean, again, folly, because shortly after that, a paper was written by two Chinese colonels, or right in that same time frame, by two Chinese colonels, and it's called Unrestricted Warfare. You can read that online even today, where they outline what we know as fourth-generation warfare as defined by William S. Lind, who is an American military theorist, and it outlines how the Chinese – would attack America by treating every aspect of 
humanity and society is a battlefield. So let me give you some examples of what this means. Please. Cyber warfare is a battlefield. Finance is a battlefield. Currency is a battlefield. Trade is a battlefield. Diplomacy is a battlefield. Information is a battlefield. Politics is a battlefield. And you'll notice I haven't even named bullets yet. I have not named kinetic warfare. Yes. We know it as one of those battlefields. The Chinese viewed all of these other realms as battlefields against the United States. One of the, the battlefields was also essentially what we know today as community organization or political warfare. And this comes from what's called the Maoist insurgency model, which was put out by Thomas A. Marx, where he outlined five avenues or lines of effort against the United States. One of those was political warfare. What that means is they would infiltrate our political parties on both sides. They would buy off politicians. They would have those politicians promote policies that would directly weaken the United States and weaken the republic so that it would be ripe for a Chinese takeover in the economic sphere, in the political sphere, in the media sphere, in the trade sphere, and going on down the line. So warfare, according to the Chinese model, was in all of these spheres, and they effectively declared war against the United States. There was another speech in 2016 where they added attacking elections and the integrity of the election process as another key strategy in their warfare against the United States. That was a speech by Jinkan Rong. And you can, again, read that. Epic Times has done a fantastic job putting these transcripts out. So Sun Tzu says, understand yourself, understand your enemy, understand the terrain. And if you do, you will win the battle 100% of the time. So if we're understanding our enemy, we know that the Chinese are fighting in all these spheres. We've seen their compromise of U.S. politicians, Eric Swalwell among them. We have seen their compromise of trade where they are now shutting down ports to create what are in effect artificial supply chain restrictions and hurt the United States. And again, they're trying to weaken the U.S. prior to a major war. What does that look like in an overview? And then I'll get to Russia. In an overview, very quickly, the Russians or maybe the Iranians or maybe it's the Muslim Brotherhood are going to do something. And this will be after the Olympics. The Chinese will attack Taiwan. They feel the United States is weak right now. And the North Koreans have said very specifically that if the United States acts to defend Taiwan, that the North Koreans will invade South Korea effectively. If that happens and we see that happen, we are on a two-week timeline for World War III. In other words, if the Chinese invade Taiwan, the United States defends Taiwan, and then the North Koreans invade South Korea, we can start a clock effectively that there will be some very significant consequences within a two-week period against the United States of America. Let me tell you what that means according to Chinese strategy. Massive cyber attacks that cripple the United States economy and cripple United States manufacturing and United States energy production. So dams, nuclear power plants, those kind of things. And or it will be an EMP strike against the United States of America. This is what their plan is. Now, what the Chinese are counting on is that the United States is so weak that they're not going to do anything because simultaneously the Russians are going to do something and the Iranians providing a two or a possibly three front war that the West will not be able to react to 
And as a result, they will be able to consolidate their gains and the U.S. will just be a paper tiger. Ru Let me move next to Russia. So the Russians, I, I've heard recently that Putin has, and, and I heard this back during COVID, why would the Chinese intentionally release a virus against their own people? Which is just asinine because the Chinese have killed their own people in the tens of millions for years. So that doesn't even make any sense. But I'm hearing something similar right now where people are saying, why would Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine? He has no reason to invade Ukraine. That is that is a lie. That is a patent falsehood. And I want to go into some primary sources here very quickly. I'm going to go through these kind of bullet point. Number one, the Soviet KGB defector Anatoly Golitsyn in his book New Lies for Old talks about specifically how the fall of the Soviet Union was a deception against the West, and he predicted that it would reemerge as a neo-Soviet state. This was also cataloged in the book When the Almond Tree Blossoms by David Aikman, which was written in 1992. That book, interestingly enough, was endorsed by Zbigniew Brzezinski, who was an advisor to most Democrat uh, presidents in the modern era. In addition to that, on April 25, 2005, Vladimir Putin said, and I quote, above all, we should acknowledge that the collapse of the Soviet Union was, and, and the translation that I like best is the greatest geopolitical disaster or catastrophe of the 20th, uh, 20th century. He then goes on to say that as for the Russian nation, it became a genuine tragedy. In a later speech to the Voldai, which was a uh, kind of an international discussion group, he said that the integration of Russia's neighbors should happen. And then last year, July 12th, 2021, Vladimir Putin himself wrote a detailed article on the case for returning Ukraine to Russia. And I want to highlight a couple things here in this article that he wrote. Because he said this, during the recent direct line, when I was asked about Russian-Ukrainian relations, I said that Russians and Ukrainians were one people, a single whole. These words were not driven by some short-term considerations or prompted by the current political context. It is what I have said on numerous occasions and what I firmly believe. He then goes on to talk about the history of Ukraine and Russia and says the following. That Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus, so right now Belarus is effectively aligned with the Russians. He says this, quote, we're bound together by one language, economic ties, the rule of the princes of the Rurik dynasty. In other words, he's saying they're bound together by government. And after the baptism of Rus, the Orthodox faith. So he's saying Ukraine and Russia are bound together economically, by language, culturally. They're bound together governmentally, and they're bound together religiously. He then goes on to say the name, very name Ukraine essentially means that it is a periphery that should guard Russia. And this is where I want to go with that part of it. Geographically, there were three inroads into Russia. Kazakhstan, which interestingly enough, the Russians just deployed troops and, uh, troops and intelligence units to. The second was Georgia, Abkhazia, South Ossetia, Chechnya. Russia has deployed troops there and effectively jailed the freedom fighter Shakashvili in, in Georgia here just recently. 
And lastly, Poland and Ukraine. In addition to that, Poland has one of the largest gas reserves. I think it's number 54 in the world. And Ukraine is number 23 in the world. The United States was promoting the development of those gas reserves under eastern Ukraine and in Poland, which would have lessened Russian leverage on Europe. And meanwhile, the United States would continue exporting to Europe natural gas to offset any disruptions. So the Russians see a loss of leverage. They see a geographic reason. They see a religious reason. They see a cultural reason. They see an economic reason. They see a governmental reason, and they see a religious reason to invade Ukraine. So anybody saying that Putin does not have a reason, that is just just flat-out ignorance of the highest order and extremely naive. Now, we can get into the military situation on the ground there here in a bit, but I'll end there. And that's that's just a very quick summary from a purely objective, factual analysis of the situation on the ground there and in the world. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio program. My special guest, Matt Shea. Uh, he's a retired 12-year Washington State representative former House Republican Caucus Chair, currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. Matt and I have uh, spoken conferences. We've warned about uh, what's going to happen and things are happening right now. I remember saying dogmatically many, many times on radio, television, and conferences that the Soviet Union collapse is is nothing but for for face. In other words, it's just for show and tell, but it's not real. And and you will see them uh, conning the world and rising again. And that's what's happening right now. Is that right, Matt? It, it is. And then you have to ask yourself why. So you have the Islamic counterstate and you have the communist counterstate coming against the United States to replace our current system here with something that is too horrible candidly to imagine so they're conning us into sleep and apathy that we won't do anything as they continue to consolidate gains uh around the world and so as predicted years ago and we talked about this we're coming into a time where a world war is very likely to happen in the near term and out of that world war the globalists will attempt to establish one world government, one world economy system, or economic system and currency system, and one world religion so that this type of war never happens again. This will be their excuse. You've talked about this many times. I've talked about this many times. Here we are right on the, the cusp of this. And I think, again, people who are trying to wish the wolf away at the door – are missing the point. Now, you and I also believe that God has a sovereign hand right now. He's pouring out his Holy Spirit in the United States and around the world. And there are going to be some things that aren't expected by these leaders and their plans. Well, you're exactly right. And and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've heard me mention on this program before, the warning radio program, as well as our television programs, about Eagles Saving Nations, Eagles Saving Nations. Go on my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. 
You need to join today because only the church can stop the insanity of the toppling of the republic by traitors in Congress today. You need to join Eagles Saving Nations. You're going to read the vision uh, statement. You're going to read what we're all about. You're going to love it. Again, focusing once again on the third person of the Trinity, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where we move with power and authority, where we have boldness to speak the truth. We're not intimidated. We're not compromised. But instead, we move with the power of God. We're going to see great miracles, uh, signs, wonders, people healed, things like what Jesus said should happen through you and I. Eagles saving nations. Join now. We need it or we're going to lose America. We're going to see a great reset. You're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your freedom, Matt. That's exactly right. And this is exactly where they're taking us with this. We, we have to, in this time, seek first, seek first the face of Jesus Christ. Put our attention, in other words, put our attention on Christ and listen to the discernment of the Holy Spirit about what's true and what is not true in this time. They want to have us asleep. They want us to think that Christians don't have any power. Um, they can't walk in power. All of this is, again, an attempt by the enemy to get us off of who we really are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so discernment becomes critical in this time. Well, I, I totally agree, and for the most part, the church has slipped into apathy, and, and the Bible calls it, we're lukewarm, we're dysfunctional. We need a mighty revival, and thus it must start within the church. The church must be revived. Again, we need another great awakening. Eagles saving nations, join today. Now, Matt, you, you, you sent me some maps. Let's go over them. I said, Yeah, I sent some, some slides. There's a couple of really good uh open source intelligence part that talk about what's actually happening on the ground. Okay. So the Russians are claiming certain things, but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the Russians are claiming certain things that they're pulling back from uh, the border with Ukraine. And that is demonstrably not true. Their naval forces, they moved from Murmansk to the Black Sea are significant, including landing craft for a possible landing invasion of Odessa. Now, if you don't know the geography of Ukraine, the Russians have always wanted a warm water port, which they got when they uh, invaded through hybrid warfare uh, Crimea. Odessa is the other big city port that is there on the southern and to be very specific on the southwest coast of Ukraine. Uh, bordering Moldova, which is effectively under Russian control and influence right now. So they would want to consolidate their gains down there. So it looks very clearly that their naval task forces, again, that they brought from the North Sea, from Murmansk, to the Black Sea, all the way around Europe, through the Mediterranean, it's a pretty significant thing to do. They're in their uh, battle groups they have, and these are called battalion tactical groups or btgs are the largest deployment of russian conventional forces since world war ii so that is a fact they are massed within 10 kilometers to 20 kilometers of kiev the capital city of ukraine kharkiv the second largest city in ukraine which is in the northeast of ukraine they are also massed outside of mariupol zaporozhia 
and then Dnipro. So you have their forces massed outside of the major cities of Ukraine, the southern port of Ukraine, major southern port, Odessa. And they're saying they're pulling these things, these, these units off the line. Satellite imagery shows, in fact, that's not true. They're actually moving closer to the border from their staging areas to what would we would call a forward line of departure in military terms. In other words, the last point at which a military unit is until they attack. So this is very, very clear from satellite imagery uh, and also clear from eyewitnesses on the ground. I want to be really specific about this. Some of this I'm going to be talking about on my own radio show later today, Patriot Radio, uh, talking about what is actually happening on the ground in Ukraine. From eyewitnesses directly to me, there are several indicators that they are probing the Ukrainian border lines and you can go visit a couple of sources if you would like. One of them is Euromaidan Press, um, which has been doing a great job in keeping up on this. But I have eyewitness reports that shelling has begun in villages outside of major cities on the Ukrainian-Russian border, including Mariupol. In addition to that, as was reported today uh, by Euromaidan Press, they are also seeing an uptick in activity on the border with Ukraine and Russia. In fact, um, just this morning, you can read about the shelling that's going on. Um, and this was just posted, I guess, what, I don't know, eight hours ago, the or six hours ago. They are clearly talking about a massive escalation of hostilities all across the war zone in Ukraine's Donbass region. And then that would also include what I just talked about in Mariupol. So you have confirmation there, and then you have the announcement today, a joint announcement by Ukraine, Poland, and the United Kingdom of a new security alliance. And you can read about that article as well. So things are clearly going in a direction where some of the things I'm hearing from the conservative side just simply don't mesh um, and I want to hit something right on the head very quickly. Vladimir Putin in multiple articles, as I said, in his annual address to the Russian Federation in 2005, in his address to the Voldai Club in 2013, then in his own article he wrote last year, very clearly has plans to take back Ukraine and use it as a buffer against Europe. Uh, this isn't a NATO provocation. That is, that's just a straight-up lie. And I'm not in any way justifying anything the pretender has been doing, but it's just not true. He had plans to do this for a very, very long time. And so you also see some of the things that are being said today where the Russians say they're pulling back, but NATO satellite imagery is saying no. Israeli satellite imagery and analysis is saying no. We have eyewitnesses on the ground that are saying no. Uh, and then just two days ago, uh, Ukraine suffered the largest DDoS cyber attack in its history against the defense and the banking industries. So everything is pointing objectively toward a war of some kind following the Olympics here. And if you, if Russia does something in Ukraine, the Chinese will follow suit very quickly because why not? Why wouldn't they? This is the weakest the United States has been in some time. And why not use 
what the Russians are doing to offset what you're doing over in Taiwan, and then why wouldn't the Muslim Brotherhood in Iran take advantage of the situation as well? It, militarily, uh, geostrategically, uh, this is very clearly a tenuous time in the world, but as God has warned us for many years, we need to be ready for this chaotic time. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. That voice is Matt Shea, Pastor Matt Shea, again, pastoring in Spokane, On Fire Ministries, Kingdom Christian Academy. He's retired 12-year Washington State Representative, former House of Republican Caucus Chair, and uh, he leads the, the Patriot Radio Program that you can hear daily. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you need to join right now Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. We need to do what we can to stop this insanity. You're going to lose your freedom. Your money's going to collapse. You're going to see a third world country right here in the United States very soon if the church doesn't wake up. And that's what Eagles Saving Nations are all about. Conferences, stadiums, to wake up the church, to move with the authority of Jesus Christ like he told the disciples, go tarry and then represent me with my authority. And Matt, welcome. Once again, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.